Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere, hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Black Hawk number 218, cover date March 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artist Dick Dillon and Charles Quidera, edited by George Cashton, featuring Seven Against Planet Peril, writer unknown, artist Dick Dillon and Charles Quidera, and Rescue Riley's Rangers, writer France Heron, art Dick Dillon and Charles Quidera. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go! While on vacation, the Blackhawks meet a small alien named Blingo. The Blackhawks travel to Blingo's home planet of Ez, where they are captured by Blingo's enemy, Bada. Blingo admits that he brought the Blackhawks to Ez under false pretenses, but he helps them escape captivity by summoning a plantimal creature. Blingo also discovers that minerals in the water he drank while on Earth gave him superpowers. Bada and his forces fly to Earth to gain their own superpowers. Blingo and the Blackhawks follow them. Fortunately, the powers do not seem to work on Earth, so the Blackhawks are able to defeat the aliens, and Blingo returns to Ez to become king. Meanwhile, back in World War II, the Blackhawks arrive to help a unit known as Riley's Rangers, but Colonel Riley is not happy to see them. The colonel orders them to stay behind while his unit attacks a bridge. When the unit falls into a trap, the Blackhawks bail them out again. Colonel Riley sends them away from the front. Blackhawk then realizes that Riley is a Nazi imposter and stages a phony raid to expose him. Stay tuned. I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. In an isolated section of the southwest United States, a hidden airport, secret base of cleverly designed planes which appear conventional but are powered with super engines. Headquarters of the Blackhawks, guardians of the peace who do not use guns but meet armed violence with superior skill and strength. The Blackhawks are a group of seven men who like to fly some airplanes. Blackhawks, baby. The Blackhawks, baby. Hey, Rob. Yeah. How many Polacks does it take to form an international paramilitary airplane group? I don't know. One, if your name is Blackhawk. <laughs> okay, eighth Polish? Yeah. His name's Andre, right? No, that's oh. Andre the Frenchman. Oh, okay. Blackhawk's Polish. He doesn't have a name. Just Blackhawk. Okay. Did you ever hear of the Blackhawks before this? I had not. Really? No, have you? Sure. They had a movie serial in the 1950s. Well, I wasn't alive then, were you? Well, no, I wasn't either, but I do like movies. Okay. And uh, the Blackhawks are, as I said, an international paramilitary group who began life fighting Nazis. And then I guess they went to outer space <laughs> based on this issue that we read today. Okay. So who do we have? Blackhawk. Uh-huh. He's the leader of the group. Yep. Andre? Andre, he's French. Mm-hmm. Stanislaus, 
what is he? He's also Polish. Polish. He's okay. a Polish muscleman. Okay. Olaf. He's an acrobat. He's Swedish. He's an acrobat. Okay. Hendrickson, the eldest black hawk with a walrus mustache. Eldest. He's Dutch. Chuck. He's from Texas. Texas. And Chop Chop. And I don't think Chop Chop had a line in this. But Probably not. What's Chop Chop? He's Chinese. Chinese. Nothing wrong with that name at all, right? Well, chop Chop. Listen. What? I'll show you a picture of how he was drawn in the 40s. He had full-on buck teeth, yellow skin. Oh, dear. Hair, top-knot hair tied in a ribbon. Uh-huh. He was the cook. Okay. But... Thankfully, in this comic, he's flying a plane, isn't he? I think so. I wish we still had Chinese friends. We did have Chinese friends in grad school. Real Chinese friends. Yes, actual Chinese friends. Yeah, yeah. I've had several Chinese students as well. Yeah. Um, in fact, I know some Chinese. Do you? Yes. Like what? Xie xie. <laughs> that means thank you. Okay. We do have a Chinese friend. She's Taiwanese. Okay. Is that Does, a different? Yeah, yeah, yes. Okay. Yes. I do like the Chinese buffet up in Hagerstown. It's not the same. It's supreme, though. Uh, yes. Yes, it is. So, Blackhawks, number 218. Yeah. Uh, the Blackhawks, as I said, began in World War II, but nowadays we're in the 60s. Mm-hmm. So they're wearing cherry red flight jackets with their name tags on the front. And green... Tight pants. With thigh-high boots. Thigh-high boots. Actually, these jackets look more like the kind of jackets they'd, you'd wear in a service station in the 60s. Yeah, you, you know what so. I mean? The little... The boy that comes out to pump your gas. They're a little thick for service station jackets. Yeah, look at the... Co- the um, What do you call that? The wrist collar? Yeah, what yeah. do you call that? The, the, the wrist band. Well, the wrist gathering. I don't know. The cuff. The cuff. The cuff. Thank you. Thank you. I've had a half a cocktail, so... I know the wrist gathering, the wrist, the cuff. <laughs> so what about them? What about the wrist, the cuffs? Uh, just look. It looks like the, one of those service station jackets. It does. Okay. All right. On the cover, they're fighting a living tree with a dinosaur face. It's the plantimal. It's half plant, half animal, and all murder. Murder. I'm frankly disappointed the plantimal doesn't end up playing a bigger part in this story. Yeah, well... Based on the cover, it looks like it'd be a big deal. Yeah, sure. He doesn't. The Blackhawks are scattered around. There's a little inset panel where Blackhawk himself is talking to an alien. And uh, the alien is proudly proclaiming that he could get them out of this prison. Meanwhile, the rest of the Blackhawks being attacked by plantimal. Yeah, what's up with that? We'll mean? see it later on, but I mean, it didn't quite happen like that. But as we no. know, the cover art is often right. made different from the actual story. Cover art and interior art by Dick Dillon, mm. who was widely associated with the Blackhawks, as well as the 1960s and 70s Justice League of America okay. comics. Now, I grew up reading those Justice League comics, and I hated Dick Dillon's artwork. You did? Really? Yes, I did. Why? Well... In hindsight, I realize it was because in Justice League, he was inked by Frank McLaughlin. Oh. Here, he is inked by Charles Quidera, and I fancy it quite a bit more. Oh. Than I did in my youth. Wow. 
So an anchor can make a big difference. I guess Lesson so. Lesson learned. Mm-hmm. Buckle your seatbelts. Here we go on another Black Hawk Buster. But first, meet Blingo. Yay, Blingo. 97-pound outer space weakling with a universal <laughs> problem, woman trouble. That never happens in the comics. No, there's a giant head of Blingo's girlfriend floating. Just the floating the head. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't get me wrong, Blingo's okay, but I think that Andre is so handsome. He's French. Well, of course he's handsome. All Frenchmen are handsome. Mm. Hope you don't have to smell him, but... (laughs) uh, She does have a small nose. Maybe she doesn't smell so well. She's also got Betty Davis eyes. She sure does. And Mr. Spock ears. Yeah. And uh, Marlo Marlo Thomas, Thomas that girl flip. flip. Yep. Yep. Um, she's not very pretty by Earth standards. Well, I'm sure by Ez standards, or is it Ease? You know, I don't know. Ez, it's Easy Z. So I'm sure by Ez standards, she's quite pretty. If we're following the pronunciation rules of most Romance languages, it would be Ez. Mm. But then later on, they tra- they they rule Ez with trapeze in a song. They do. Uh huh. The acrobat does. I am uh, losing track Olaf. of which one's the acrobat, because they all do some acrobatics. Well, Olaf, I believe twice in this comic and the next story, finds a tree very convenient to to swing around and twirl around <laughs> and kick people with. It's like in Jurassic Park 2, Lost World, yes. where that girl, that teen girl who's a gymnast, yes. magically finds a bar to swing on. To attack the Velociraptors? Uh-huh. Yes. That's just like, I, I, when I did it twice in this comic book, I just thought, oh, well, it wasn't that convenient. What, what would he do if he didn't have the trees? Would he just spin about and dismount? Just like do a floor routine <laughs> and <laughs> hope that someone got in his way? <laughs> He's got the plant tumble here. Well, he yes. do some acrobats yeah, on that. Let's see what he does. Uh, so the splash page, again, the inset panel of Blingo. Blingo. Uh, telling the Blackhawks they're safe around him, but they're not, as we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Nice. kind of looks like Gleek. Yeah, a little bit. A green Gleek. Nice headshots here of all the Blackhawks down the side of the panel. Olaf's all chin. Look I at that. Yeah. Looks like he had his chin cleaved in half with an axe. <laughs> I mean, that's a severe cleft. Is that how Swedish people look? I don't, well, Olaf does. Lantern-jawed, I think they used to call that in the old times. And Blackhawk has one, too. Now, it's a good thing that they're identifying them all here on the splash page, because I can't tell them apart once we get inside. Also, like one of them says, just throws him Dan, or Dad, or some Dan. Bon. Bon. That's Olaf, because he's Swedish, isn't it? I don't I get bon. it. I bon. Well, there must have been some kind of Swedish slang, like comic book slang, like German people always say Gotten Himmel. Yeah. And French people always say Sacre Bleu. Uh-huh. Did you say Bon? I I don't know. I I've I, never. Heard I was of racking my brain trying to think. Okay, have I ever met anyone from Sweden and talked to them and ever heard that word thrown in just as a like like we would say like right 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 you know I mean I'm Lutheran and I've never heard it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Here we go. Page one. Team is heading to a destination for a much needed vacation. First of all. I love this vacation destination. This little mid-century number it's they're cute. headed towards. Little mountain mm-hmm. lodges, mountain modern mountain condos things. I yeah, know. like yeah. I don't know what it is. Now, are we going to avoid the topic of that? These are seven single gentlemen who are vacationing together. Well, they're a team, aren't they? I'll say 
how does that work out? Seven. That's an odd number. Well, I think that uh, later on we'll find out that old Frenchie, Andre, <laughs> has preferences that lean in a different direction. Oh? Well, that's when, um, when Adora makes a pass at him. Okay. Yeah, I've come up with a little saying for him later on. Oh, good, good, yeah. good. So the Blackhawks... So I, I don't know. I mean, yes, they certainly do spend a lot of time together, and they vacation together, mm-hmm. and, they, and they've been together a long time. They live together on Blackhawk Island. Mm. Uh, the Blackhawks are flying in their jet planes yep. towards a vacation destination. Not prop jobs, actual jets. Actual jets. Now, they're in the middle of the mountains. Where are they going to land these planes? Well, maybe there's an airfield for their jets. Okay. They won't, I, you know, we, we're not going to think about that. Okay. Because we have other things to struggle with. Right. They're not going to land anyway because all of a sudden all the buildings in the vacation destination start floating off the ground. That's right. Yumpin' Yemeni. That's <laughs> got to be Olaf. Yeah. It bon a long day. We bon seeing things. I Yeah. And so bon throwing up, thrown in in several ways. It's yeah. been a long day. We've been seeing things. I guess. Yeah. Well, it must be. I'm just going to Google Swedish verbs. <laughs> uh, nope. It's not even in the 20 most common Swedish verbs. Uh, well, you would be seeing the verbs in their infinitive form, not in their conjugated form. Hey Siri, do the Swedes use the word bon a lot? I found something on the web about did the Swedes use the word bon a lot. Check it out. Oh! What? Hold on. I googled Swedish bond and I got a bunch of things about Swedish banks. Did you? Yeah, maybe we could launder some money while we're at it. Okay, I just did another Google search for Swedish bond and I got smacking children is banned in Sweden. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Sweden vows to ban all religious schools to tackle segregation. Okay. Bans on barbecues eased in parts of Sweden. So here's my problem. So yeah. the houses are floating. Problem number one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> how did they get... How did they not get torn apart? How did the houses... So they take the jets right. and they use... They deploy their ladder ropes among the jets to lasso around the houses. Right. And the jets have to fly at a certain speed. They don't, they don't hover. Those, right, right, right. We haven't developed that technology yet. How did the houses not get cut in half? When they when they use their ropes to gather them. Well, these are expert pilots. Okay. I'm more concerned with how they got ladders to connect to the other jets. Well, there's They've that. created a circle of jets with ladder ropes connecting them in between. Yeah. They say, hey, we're rounding them up like flying cowboys. That must be Chuck because he's from Texas. Yeah, he is from Texas. Will the circle so, be unbroken? Right? Yeah. So, so they are... They make, a, they make a literal circle yes. with their rope their, around their jets. I mean, because, you know, this can happen. Because linking seven jets together with mm-hmm. ladder ropes mm-hmm. is not a dangerous thing at all. No. Nor is it dangerous to somehow spin around at a speed and bring them all back down to the ground. So that it's described as coaxing. Yes. Back to the ground. Coax their jet catch toward the ground. Well, it works because the houses land back on the ground unharmed. Problem number two. Yep. Houses aren't just floating boxes. They have plumbing and electrical connections. Okay, okay. It's a vacation home, so maybe it's there's no electricity, no plumbing. So they're basically just boxes shaped like houses. Well, maybe they're, it's 
Glamping or something. <laughs> Glamping. All right. You with I'll me? That, I'll just sure. I'll let that one go. Okay. Okay. Fine. Just so we just so we know. Just so so we understand. Yep. Houses are actually connected to an electrical grid. Right. 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 And right, right. plumbing. Uh huh. They get water from somewhere and they send wastewater out to another place. Well, maybe it's like a slab home, and they just were able to lift off with from their jets. Well, the jets didn't lift How did them this into the make air. it past the editing room. This little thing. I, I wasn't there. I don't know. You're going to have to suspend your disbelief a little bit. Uh, every issue, I'm having to do this. Okay. Every issue. Yeah. Well, although sometimes it's, in all fairness, it's me saying that to you. Right. Yeah. In this case, I'm I'm totally on board with floating buildings. Look at Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. That house didn't have plumbing. I was fine with floating buildings until they were lassoed by jets. Okay. With ladders and corralled to the earth. What's the name of that game? Jets and Ladders? <laughs> no. Remember that game? No. Okay, so. So, we're back on the ground. There's an intruder inside the house. It's Blingo. He's hey, Blingo. King Blingo, if you please. That's what he calls himself. Um, he looks like uh, Gleek, as you said, but also with wide eyes, with big wide eyes, and a would you call that a faux hawk? Yeah, it's kind of cool. Now, look at kind of faux hawk pompadour. Yeah, not surprised at all. An alien, eh? Was it you that made these buildings take off? No, it was the image men. Here we go. Something thrown in that has no bearing on the rest of the story. Whatsoever. It's a lie. Image men from his home planet. He was the king on his home planet, but his enemies plotted his death. So he escaped to Earth. Then they made energy images of themselves on their home planet and sent them to Earth. Yes, these images apparently can move at the speed of light Mm -hmm. to do their bidding. And once they have finished what they were doing, they dissipate. Right. So what they were tasked with was uh, raising these houses off the ground, throwing them and tossing them into the air. Now, in this panel of the flashback, they're literally throwing these houses like baseballs into the air. Right. That's not what happened before. Nope. They were just floating gently. The Black Hawks didn't see any image men. No. Anyway. That's because they're pure energy. And they're programmed to dissipate as soon as their job is done. Uh, Convenient. Blingo invites them to accompany him back to his home planet of Ez, maybe Ease. Okay. To help him reclaim his throne. Right. So you're invited by an alien to travel into outer space to the alien's home planet. What would your first reaction be? Well, considering that I just flew with my buddies to go vacation in the mountains. Yep. And the houses we were going to stay in were floating in the air. Mm -hmm. And then I lassoed them with ladder ropes from my jets. And then I just met a little alien who says he's 97 pounds and did not gain his throne and came to Earth to seek help. Right. I would probably turn away. Well. I might go seek another vacation spot. Okay. But that's not what they do, is it? That's not what they do. What I'm getting at is you're a human being. Before man has reached the moon... You're invited on a journey to an alien planet, and your first reaction is, goodbye vacation. Well, here they are on the planet What of do you Ez. think their motivation was to go and help him? 
They're Blackhawks. That's what they do. Mm. They help people. They help people. Okay. Why? What do you think? I have no idea. I couldn't figure out why they did it, except that we needed to be able to turn the page. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, they're heading out to the stars. Mm-hmm. The distance melts away in the vast universe until they've they landed in the royal gardens. Just outside the palace on the planet of Ez. Or Ez. We don't know yet. We don't care. <laughs> They're making their way through the eerie foliage. <laughs> I think you'll find it's pronounced foliage if you're saying it correctly. <laughs> um, there's explosive plants, booby traps all yeah, around the royal garden. It's called a gem plant, mm-hmm. and um, and Blingo cautions them not to go near it, and he says, let me show you why. And he takes a stick, and and he says, everybody get down. He throws a stick at it, and it makes an enormous explosion. And he says, well, you know, that's okay. That was was a scanner. It was was a robot scanner, and it would have signaled our approach. Only him blowing up the scanner actually did signal their approach. And it it didn't work the way he did. Right? Right. Because... They're seeing it on, on a Lexa monitor. <laughs> Lexa phone. Lexa I think it's a trademark name. It's a Lexa phone. Uh-huh. Um, but they don't have quite the technology as Lex Luthor because all they see is like a blinking light on their television screen. They don't... The, the evil villains don't actually see the video monitor. So maybe it's a lesser villain's a version of this of the Lexa phone. Yeah, like a less-o-phone. A less-o-phone. You see what I did there? Maybe it's Lexa phone... And what we see in the other comics is a lexophone, lexophone 4.0 or lexophone okay, 5. Okay, yep, I see what you know, you're doing. Yep, yep, this yep. Is a le- this is a first-generation lexophone? First-gen, yep. Yeah. Um, based on the rest of the technology on this planet, I think you're onto something. Okay. Here come the Blackhawks charging into the palace, punching and punching and punching. Look at that bottom panel of page 5. Can you see Andre's tiny little thin mustache? Where? Yes, I do see that pencil-thin mustache. Uh-huh. That's how you know he's French. Oh, Sacre Bleu. <laughs> Cotton Himmel. Oh, that's Hendrickson. <laughs> that's Hendrickson. Yeah. Or Handy, as they call him here. Uh, At least they get to fight. They have great haircuts. Right. Now, this is Chuck swinging on a branch. Where? On page six. Are you sure? Yeah. Hello. He's all yours, Chuck. Oh. That was my French accent. <laughs> They Chuck, sail through Chuck's the Texas. air with the greatest, the greatest of e's, e's or e's. Yeah, there's lots of spinning and 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 lots of acrobats. action. You like action in your I drawings. I do like action. I haven't seen Chop Chop Karate Chop anyone yet. So I haven't that's... seen Chop Chop yet. Oh, he's here. Oh, the I see him panel. at the bottom. Oh, yeah. we... <gasps> where? Wait, where? this is him kneeling. Ah, okay. And then I see him as a statue here in a second. Yeah. Yeah. Living statues. They've been turned into living statues by the evil aliens. General Bada. Bada bling. Bada boom. General Badass. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's what they were intending. So, during the battle, General Bada comes out of the tower and uses his immobile ray. Mm -hmm. And he turns it on the men, which does not hurt Blingo, but it does turn the men into living statues. Right. Now we meet Adora. Adora. She's adorable, not. <laughs> I mean, she's just not sweet. She's kind of mean. Well, we get a lot of that in these comics of the 60s. Yeah. Women being... They're, she's fishwifing him. 
She is, and isn't she? Married, right? She's calling him a little man. You're the little man with the big ears. Humph. So you thought you'd enlist some Earthmen to help get you the Ezian throne, eh? <laughs> I always said you couldn't do anything for yourself. Nice. Don't you dare speak to me, Blingo. You and your dreams of royalty. Ha! So apparently he's not the king at all. No. That's a big fib, he told. And apparently he loves her, of course. What's not to love? Isn't isn't she sweet? Griped at all day? Isn't that nice? Yeah. Those heavy-lidded eyes. She does look a little like Betty Davis. She does. Blackhawks and Blingo are thrown into prison. Not just any prison. What is it called? They take them to a... Oh, goodness. Oh, what is it called? I don't know. Escape-proof cell. An escape-proof cell. (laughs) One hopes that all cells are escape-proof. Yes, well, this is what I'm called, the escape-proof cell. Um, The immobile ray is wearing off. But they could hear everything. They overheard his trick that he was not really the king, that he's using the Blackhawks as pawns. I know, and they confront him about it. But he is next in line. But Bada mm-hmm. said he was too small because he only weighs 97 pounds. First of all, he's two feet tall. What is he supposed to weigh? He's just a wee thing, but I think these... these but these, everyone on the whole planet is tiny. They're all slight of frame. Well... Okay. I don't know. The guards seem to be quite large. The guards are carrying them in like they are, you know, like you carry a, so I don't know, a piece of furniture, a chair, a dining room chair. Right. But they're you carrying know? them two at a time. They are. So maybe Blingo is very small for his I race. Guess. Um, he was next in line, but Bada stole the throne. Um, so Blingo tricked them, made the buildings fly off the ground. Blah, blah, blah. So the thing is, Blingo is caught in this lie and says, well, it wasn't all a lie. There is some truth to this. Mm-hmm. I, I was actually in line to, 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 get, to become a king. Um, and so they, the weird thing that, that bothered me about this is the, 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 the Black Hawks learn of his lie. They wake up and confront him and he convinces them to help him again. Well, when he tells a story that he's the underdog... That's oh, what convinces them, because they... That's the hook. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're helpers, aren't they? They're helpers. Always look for the helpers if you're in trouble. <laughs> See seven men in red members-only jackets. Remember? They're your helpers. <laughs> and don't forget those thigh boots. Oh, no, mm-hmm. what are those called? Calf boots? They're like no, riding, oh, riding, riding boots. boots. Yeah. Sure. Um, only trouble is now they're in an escape-proof cell. Well, yes, but apparently they're not in a plantable proof scale cell. What's that old song say? When you're in an escape proof cell and you don't know what to do, give a little whistle. Give a little whistle. That's what Blingo does. Only Butler here's what. But the just woke up. He yes, he sure did. What? What? Give a little what? By the way, what? If we go back to the Blingo throwing the stick into the electrical gem plant. <laughs> <laughs> That's yes. a good idea. If you're ever in, suspect that you're in a booby trap or that anything electrified nearby, yes, test it with a stick. Test it with a stick, not, not with, with your dog. With your dog. <laughs> Do you want to tell that story? Well, I'm the worst person on earth. I was walking my dog the other day, Cat and Butler. We were, we had been moving and unpacking and unpacking. And yes, wanted to get as break. you recall, we moved to our country estate, so we have a horse paddock down at the end of the road. <laughs> 
It's not ours. It's not ours, no. But uh, I watched Captain Butler down the end of the road to see the horses. Because he loves horses and cows. Sure, who does fascinates him. And uh, he just stuck his neck right under the electrified fence and got a shock. Right, because, you know... Because who could expect that wires around a horse paddock would be Four lonely wires around a horse Mm -hmm. paddock. No, that couldn't be an electrical fence. No. But if I'd have tested it with a stick first, I would have known. Because the stick would have caught on fire just like on TV. (laughs) Okay. So what happened then, Bob? Well... Butler caught it on his shoulders. Yes, and he... Did he screamed? He screamed screamed and screamed, and he assumed that... That? That I had shocked him with my magic (laughs) human powers. And he wouldn't talk to me the rest of the night. What was it like when you came home, Bob? It was awful. It was awful. He was terrified of you. Yes. At one point, I had Butler in my lap, holding him, comforting him, and Bob walked over with treats to give him, and Butler cowered away from him. Yep. Yeah. It was very sad. Lesson learned. Yes. Throw your dog into electrical fence. No, use a stick. <laughs> use a stick. I have, this reminds me, I have to share a little story with you. Okay. So when I was growing up out in the country, yeah, we didn't live on a nice country state like we do now. No, you but were. We were poor. Yes. Yes. But my neighbors had horses, mm-hmm. and we would go hang out with them. And Were they food or meat? <laughs> no, they no were, that's wrong. Food or pets? They were pets. Okay. Yes, well, he's asking that because we had rabbits and we had a breeding pair of rabbits that were food that were pets, right? right and right. all their offspring were food. So anyway, um, I would, we would go, and I remember playing a trick on my s- sister once, and maybe even my stepsister. I'm not sure, but we, um, I, the the it was it was an electric fence, and it would only shoot out electricity in pulses. Not a constant stream of electricity. And you could look at the box over in the corner of the paddock and see the light go on when the electricity would go through. And so I tricked my sister. I would hold the fence in between the shocks so that I would like I would touch it and I would touch it when I knew that there was no electricity there. And then I had my sister hold it once <laughs> she got a terrible shock. I awful. previously said that I was the worst person on earth, but it's actually <laughs> it you. Me. Oh, we were kids. We did terrible things to each other. I used to. I, I, I loved hearing the stories of my my uncles and my aunt and my dad when they would all play terrible, terrible tricks on each other. Growing up in Nova Scotia. That's okay, great. don't get any big ideas. No, no, no. Playing tricks on me. I won't. Anyway, Blingo starts whistling. Oh, for God's sake. Here's what his whistle sounds like. Here we have the secret. Three, 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 (laughs) three, three. Clomp, 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 clomp. It bond worse than fingernails scratching a blackboard, Olaf says. I sure wish I knew what bond was. Well, it doesn't matter because Blingo's whistling is summoning the Plantamol. Right? As mentioned earlier, Plantamol has a Tyrannosaurus Rex head. Mm-hmm. And tree branches, and also hands. Yes. Many, many hands. Sacre bleu, Andre says. Yes. So Blingo whistles and calls the plantable. Right. And notice that here on page eight, someone says, What kind of a name is plantable? Right? Uh-huh. I think it's pretty obvious it's half plant. Right. I think I can right? figure that out. Then on page, I'm on another planet. On page nine, on, excuse me, on page nine, Blingo right. says, 
to them and answering in them, you're both right. It's a plantimal. I spoke of, it's the plantimal I spoke of, half plant, half animal. And then I just want to point out that once we get to the next part of the story, again, he explains what a plantimal is. As if that's not the most obvious thing in the world, right? A right. plantimal is a combination of a plant and an animal. So what else might we create when combining two incongruous things? Um, uh, well... I'll, I'll give you... I've, I've thought of a couple of things. Oh, good. A dog and a monkey. Uh-huh. We call it a donkey. Uh-huh. It's basically a, you know, a, um, a, a, a monkey on all fours. Right. That somehow manages to throw its poo at you. Because that's what monkeys do. Okay. Right? Um, a, sea, a sea anemone and a cat. Uh-huh. You know, put those two things together. Right. That'd be a canemone. Okay. And just think of it, we, since we don't like cats, it's a cat that stings you. Right. Right? That's pretty much useful. And then I thought, hmm, how about a finch and an orchid? Okay. Right? I call it a forkid. Uh-huh. It's a flying plant that cries only once a year. You really put a lot of thought into that. I did. I I was disappointed I couldn't think of anything. I was trying to think of what you would combine a dolphin with. Um, I don't know, but when you said donkey, I thought you were going to be talking about our other dog who's just uh, stubborn. (laughs) Won't move when she doesn't want to. Poor thing. She's getting so old. She just wants to really basically walk out of the driveway, if I'm lucky. Right. And maybe to the end of the property line. You know what she did to me today? What? I took her out the garage door to try to trick her. Uh-huh. And she just walked right around back up onto the front porch. She did. Yes. It sounds like we're being mean. Listen, this dog does not want to take a walk until she, she can poop. She just wants to go poop and then go right back home. That's it. Yeah. So she, and she's in, in fairness, she's, she's almost 15 she's years old. She's almost 15. Yeah. But she's, she acts like she's crippled. As you're walking her down the driveway until she poops. And then when you turn around and go back to the house, she's as happy as a lark. She trots and prances like a piebald pony. Well, the vet told us what's wrong and you refuse to accept it. I, I've accepted it. She's senile. She's senile. She is. Well, I'm half there myself. Let's continue. Seven Against Planet Apparel, part two. All right. Plantable. Did you ever watch that show, Manimal? I did! With Simon McCorkendale? I loved it! Oh my so god! So did I! Oh, but the slow motion transformation sequences? Uh-huh. Oh god. <laughs> no, could you imagine suffering through those now? Well, that brings up... Have you looked at my Amazon wish list lately? No, but, is Manimal on it? Sure! <laughs> Manimal! I like 70s television. Wasn't the word Manimal used in like the theme song or the... Or the Or the the opening credits. I know, I don't remember that. Hey Siri, look up the openings. Look up the opening scene for Manimal, the television show. Nudity of his shows matching same scene of the. Never mind, that's silly. Go ahead. Is it a landslide? A cloudburst? An esquake? No, No, it's it's the plantimal. It's the plantimal. The plantimal. Is here and there and everywhere. Is it a landslide? Is it a cloudburst? Is it an earthquake? No, it's not. It's half plant, half animal. How does one control such combination as the plantimal? Blang, crack, kakroom. <laughs> I can make up songs with the best of them. Well, I, the thing is, I just don't really know where you're going with them. So. I didn't either. Yeah. I just, you know, that's best. You just launch right in. I see what happens. I want to try to harmonize with you. See where the muses take you. 
Sue. No time to figure out if you water the plant part or feed the animal part. Who Blingo, cares? Let's do some weapons. Multi uh, multi panel sequence of the men trying to fight the plantimal. Yep, it's like an eighties action montage. <laughs> Oh, that's probably the 90s, isn't it? The right time to roll with me. I don't even know what song that is. I don't either. It's one of those popular songs from the 90s. We're holding up for a plantable. That's it. Adora's getting her comeuppance now. Woo, Adora's getting in trouble. She's afraid the Earthmen are going to come in and kidnap her. As if. Um, suddenly, the palace is encased in a transparent shell of congealed air. So plastic. Right. Yeah. Blingo's trying to get Adora's attention to save them. The plantimal is swinging the Blackhawks around and around and around. What's this? Blingo all of a sudden has superpowers. Yay, Blingo! He's got super strength. He's flying around. He's destroying the plantamol, tossing it into space. Now, is this the first time Blingo has actually been involved in physical combat since he returned to the planet? I, th- I think it's probably the first time he's been involved in physical combat ever in his life. He's a 97-pound weakling. I'm scanning through the, the previous pages to make sure that they haven't overlooked that detail. But the, it appears that that is the first time that he's been involved in some sort of physical combat since returning from Earth. Right. Um, and that's how it happens if you develop superpowers. You instantly know how to fight. Yeah. Trust me. I, that's what my, my point 12 for me was. Blingo, <laughs> Blingo is terribly smart for having just acquired superpowers. Well, Like he knows how to use them. Look, I've seen a lot of comics where people suddenly develop superpowers. That's exactly how it works. What was that show that was on NBC that was so popular? That was... Greatest American Hero? No, 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 no. That, that heroes? Was, yes, Heroes. Uh-huh. But they didn't just learn how to use their powers like this. They took, it took them a while to figure out. Well, because they had 26 episodes. We have one issue here. True. Which Things one? do move at a quicker pace. Right. It's not the 1990s where no. you know, only one thing happens in an entire comic. Would you want this story stretched out over 12 issues? No. No, thanks. Turns out Blingo gained superpowers from drinking water on Earth. Or the atmosphere. They can't figure it they out. They don't know. Although they did say that there were minerals in the water. And they mineral said metal water. water. Mineral water. Yumpin' Yemeni. Yeah. We ban talking. And look what ban happening there. <laughs> what is that? It's Swedish. Okay. What page are you on? I'm on page 13. I'm here. Looks like Adora's changed her tune. Isn't Blingo simply marvelous, magnificent, matchless, masterful, manly? Life's alliteration. Girls always go for the strong man, don't they? They do. I'm going to actually ask some girls about that. I'm not sure that's true. But it's true in olive oil's case, isn't it? It is. Maybe this is kind of like olive oil, blue oil, Popeye. Popeye! Yep. Um, She gets picked up. Picked up like a rag doll mm-hmm. by Bada. Bada? Bada. Bada, Bada, bing, bing, bing. We don't have to sing anymore. No, good. Swiftly, Super Isian, a.k.a. Blingo. He called him. He's even made up a name for himself. Super Isian. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. They'd be like calling ourselves Super Earthling. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Here's my favorite panel. Which one? Page fourteen. 
Uh-huh. Top middle panel. Yep. Bada is heading off into space in his rocket ship. Yes. I've got my favorite female and selected members of my guard aboard. Now, I'll push the almost as fast as light button. With little hyphens between each of those. Right. Almost as fast as light. Wouldn't, can you just say the, uh, the jet button or the fast button? Why would they call it almost as fast as light? I just, just didn't know. I mean, just call it warp speed or just say or, light speed. Nobody's or make up some sort of name. Right. 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 Boost. The boost button. The boost button. Yeah. Well, that well, science almost scans as as almost as much as what's about to happen at the bottom left panel right. of, this, of this page. So, Blingo does not really clever with his powers. Right. He knows exactly what to do. He's going to wad the seven Blackhawks up into <laughs> a ball. I love that. That is so true. I was trying to think of what he was doing. Was he stacking them? No. He's, he's wadding them, them up, up into, into a, a ball. ball. Then he surrounds them in a bubble of goo. Super air bubble. And Which basically off, is bubble gum. Right. And heads off into space with all of them. Just as fast as almost as fast as light. Almost as fast as light. Within a few seconds. So it must really be pretty close to light. And Because look, our closest star to us is four or five light years away. Four light years. Okay. Um, so, yes, the planet Ez must be roughly the orbit of the moon. Yes. Next to Earth. Yes. It's a, I'm astounded we haven't found it before now. Maybe it's small. That could be. Blingo is only 97 pounds. Mm. They all arrive at Earth within a few seconds, only to find that Bada and his guards have all drunk the super mineral water of Earth. Yes, they were thirsty. Well, they also wanted superpowers. I, know, uh, true. Yes, I thought yes. you missed that part. No, I didn't. Uh, Blingo attacks, but is repelled by the mighty form of Bada. Seems yeah. those superpowers don't work on Earth. Uh-oh. Right? Right. One would think so. Even Bada doesn't have super strength now. So the Blackhawks take off punching. They sure do. It's a punch fest. Crash wham! This reminds me of Mark Trail. He's always punching. He's, you know, he punches first and asks questions later. That's right. He's also often in nature. Yes. Where they are now. They're back at their vacation retreat, I'm assuming. Yeah, that's where the water was. The house is fine. Still there. Still standing. The alien guards have gone inside. And they're all standing out, the, and the Blackhawks are standing outside, trying to figure out how to get them out, or how to, you know, what next steps to take. Right. And the aliens are, I love the center panel, and they each have a different kind of gun. Uh-huh. But they basically all do the same thing, right? They've they have a, an atomizer gun. Right. A demolisher ray. Uh-huh. And a vaporizer gun. Those are all the same thing. They're antonyms, aren't they? Yeah. No, that's not the word I'm looking no, no, for. No, no, synonyms. 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 I just said synonyms. Sounds delicious. Synonyms. Ready, set, fire. Just then, those houses flip back up into the air. What? Uh-huh. Turns out Blingo actually did have some kind of alien gimmick that made the houses fly in the first place, back mm-hmm. on the first page. He brings the houses back down. Gently back to Earth, exactly where they were when they lifted off. Shakes out the aliens from the doors. And Blingo ties up the aliens and is headed back to his planet with Adora 
Right after she tries to smooch Andre. And Andre is not having anything. He says, No. She, she says to him, Are you sure you can't come back to Ez, handsome one? He says, Uh, uh, uh Lucy, I uh, mean, Mademoiselle, I mean, that is, and what they didn't continue in case, he says, Well, uh, you see, Mademoiselle, uh, the thing is, uh, I prefer the company of my gentleman friends. Um, mm, that's what I figure Frenchie's saying. Well, I mean, they live together. They vacation together. And they have been together for over 25 years. Over 25 years. Now, what you don't know, Rob. Yes. There is a lady Blackhawk. What's her name? Zinda. Oh, that's a nice name. It's a nice name. She's a pretty blonde thing. Where's she? She's been shopping? Well, I think at this point in their continuity, she has been captured by King Killer Shark, and she's Queen Killer Shark. <laughs> she's been turned evil. She's a shark? No, she's oh. a human dressed as a shark. <laughs> Wait! She's a human dressed as a shark? Yeah. You know, not in a shark costume, but like oh. she has a fin hat on her head. Oh, okay, because that's how you sit down easily in a chair. Right, you a right, fin, right. You have a dorsal fin sticking out of your back. So, um, essentially, the Blackhawks are the Smurfs. Because they're... <laughs> what? All the men with different uh, Ability. defining characteristics yes. and one girl. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, Blackhawk yourself a grin! <laughs> That's a reference to Smurfette. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, there has <laughs> been a Lady Blackhawk. I don't know where she lived. <laughs> Okay. I'm assuming all the men all sleep in the same room on cots, and she had her own room. Oh my. That's so uncomfortable, sleeping on a cot. Well, they've got to be ready for action. Well, and they're fighting all the time. Ready to help the underdog anytime. Yeah. Uh, Blingo and Adora are headed back to their home planet where he will become king. And this particular episode couldn't have ended sooner. <laughs> Now, we do have another short story here. Oh, thank God. Let's go to that. A World War II combat diary tale. Yep. Rescue Riley's Rangers. So, basically, these Riley's Rangers are really trapped in the action. They're, right. Uh, the Ger- now, Germans, surrounded by Germans. As I mentioned, yes? Black Hawk comics did start in the 1940s as firmly in World War II combat action. Originally published by Quality Comics Group, they were bought by DC Comics in the 1950s and continued publication. There was only a handful of titles that continued in continuous publication from the 1940s through the 1970s. Okay. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and Blackhawks. Really? Blackhawks was one of them? Yeah. Wow. They were very popular in the 40s. And in fact, if you go to the letters page yes. in this issue, you see a lot of people begging people to sell them. Oh. I want to buy issues 1 through 99. Wow. Right? Yes. So, uh... That must be interesting. Must be something to it. Okay. Anyway, we're flashing back to World War II when they didn't have their members-only jackets. They just had black motorcycle jackets. Yeah. Or pilot jackets. Are those the same thing? What do pilots wear? Uh, they wear flight jackets. Okay. Is it the same as a motorcycle jacket? No. Okay. It looks like that, though. No, motorcycle jackets have... Well, okay, they, they might have a double lapel. Yep. Sort of to protect them from, yep. you know, the elements. But Bugs. motorcycle... What? 
bugs because they were flying those open cockpit planes. They probably get right. Bugs. But motorcycle jackets also have longer sleeves. Okay. Uh, because the the sleeves the, the arms are forward. Yep. And they often have zippers on the sleeves to um, to loosen them to put the gloves on and maybe to, to tighten them back up. Um, yeah. Fascinating. Do and pilots sometimes buckles? Uh huh. Well, you have to have buckles. Mm-hmm. Just up, just buckles everywhere. Decorative buckles. buckles. Decorative. Right, 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 right. Some, you know, pragmatic, I'm sure. Pra- practical, I'm sure, in some way, but also just decorative. Right. Right. Um, now, a lot of DC Comics at this time would have just reprinted a Black Hawk story from the 40s. This is actually a new story. Is it really? Continuing pencils by Dick Dillon. Uh, Riley's Rangers are trapped. With the in, Germans. With the Germans, under attack from the Germans. And here come the Blackhawks. That's right. Pukka pukka. Pukka 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 pukka. That's the noise their guns make. Yes, and boom blah. Boom blah. Pukka pukka. Boom blah. Crack. Boom vroom. Uh, Lots of great action sequences here. Right. Yeah. This is, I think it's drawn, they've drawn very well. I do like the art. Yeah. Uh, Blackhawk arrives to save the day. He reports to Colonel Riley, who is not happy to see them. Oh. Who says we needed help, Blackhawk? If you're looking for medals, we ain't giving them out today. That's right. He's a CO, commanding officer. Is that what that means? Uh-huh. Kook. CO Kook is what he is. <laughs> he's kind of crazy. He's cranky. Um, Colonel Cranky Pants. Colonel Cranky Pants. Now, he's got a captain under his command, Captain uh-huh. Levy. Uh-huh. He commands Captain Levy to get rid of the Blackhawks. That's weird. Well, That's creepy. We, we know what happened. Yes. yes. Um, Captain Levy can't believe it. I never heard the old man talk that way before. And after you saved our lives, too. Mm-hmm. Blackhawks hang out for till the next day. They march on a bridge, which they are tasked with destroying. Except the CO tells the Blackhawks. You wait back here. Right. Blackhawk and Captain Levy. What? what? Why are you making us way back here? We're Blackhawks. We're always in the action. I don't know why. The Blackhawks are known as pilots. Right. I don't know why they're engaging in ground combat. Uh, but they're great. I mean, they saved everyone. Well, yes. There's a Swedish the Swedish guy. Pyimini. Uh, Pyimini. Olaf. He's, he's doing his tree act, his Swiss, his Swiss tree act. Uh-huh. Swiss, Swiss tree act, sorry. What we bond do now. Play marbles. God. <laughs> Dunder. That must be Hendrickson. Dunder. Dem Rangers crawled smack into a Nazi trap. Is that what a Dutch person sounds like? Dunder. Dunder. Dem Rangers crawled smack into a Nazi trap. Dunder. Dem Rangers crawled smack into a Nazi trap. No. I don't know. And good old Chuck from Texas. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's what they're like. Uh... Hendrickson is a sharpshooter, by the way. Yeah. That's why it always shows him firing that rifle. It goes... By Gar, Stanislaus, he's Polish. Yeah? Is that a thing Polish people say? By Gar? I have... I have one friend who's... No, no, I'm sorry. I don't want to insult him. He's Serbian. Oh, wait. Say that again. What? What you just said. I have one friend. You have a friend? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just thinking about our friend um, in, in Jacksonville. And he's not. He's Croatian. He's Croatian. That's right? very is different. Croatian? Yeah. Yes. That's different. Of, of course, course it is. I, mm-hmm. and I, I, yeah. 
I'm looking up by gar. I don't see anything. It means egads. Oh, okay. Well done. Thanks. Now, let's get back to the bikes. Yeah. I love this lower right-hand panel here. So, right. you know, what would he do if he didn't have a tree? Would he do a handstand and then kick him and then... And then yeah, probably like, uh, get, like... Get the guy's head between his boots, like... Uh-huh, or round off or something. Yeah. I, do, you think he, like, do you think he dismounts from this tree? Oh, he has to. Yeah. We might mention that Olaf is drawn about eight feet tall. Yes, he and is. And yet he's a lithe acrobat. Olaf, our acrobat, used some of his special skills with plenty of assist from Stanislaus' powerful fists. Uh, by Gar, you look like a Swedish monkey swinging from that tree. <laughs> and you, Bon, fight like a Polish kangaroo. That, why are they insulting each other? I, it's not the middlemen. Yeah. Uh, the Blackhawks save the day again, destroy the bridge. Awesome. But? But? Colonel Riley. The CO. Get out of here, you CO Crankpants. Colonel Riley writes up orders to send them back to uh, the rear. Is that where they're going? The rear? They're at the front now, right? Right. So the what do you call it? The rear? I guess. I don't really know. Uh, anyway, he's sending them away to HQ. Headquarters. That means headquarters. Mm-hmm. Are you reading the letter? I am. To commanding to general. commanding general. Saw fit to detach Black Hawks from my command at 1700 hours. Their assistance is no longer require, uh, required. I thank the general for... And then the page dot, is full dot, of, dot, 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 Won't you reconsider, Colonel? Captain Levy says. Forget it. Maybe we're all better off this way, Black Hawk says. The Black Hawks leave. It's nighttime. The guards are watching the woods. And? And they hear someone say, Achtung! That means trouble's coming. That does. That's warning. Uh, a band of Germans burst out of the trees and start firing. Crack, 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 crack. Nazis, beat it! Uh, they take the camp prisoner. Right, very quickly, huh? Yep. They head out. They take someone outdoors to execute them. Within a year shot of Colonel Levy, or Colonel Riley. And then they come back in for Riley. They're about to take him out to execute him. And what do you think happens? Well, he cracks. I saw this coming. Yeah. Riley's a German spy. Yes! Good for you. Riley takes off his <laughs> fake nose and eyebrows. His eyebrows. That's just so strange. He I'm lifts not, off his eyebrows. I'm not Riley. Riley was captured in battle and I took his place. I am a German agent. Look. Look. I remove my disguise. Well, it's because all Germans are blonde, right? And so he's got big black eyebrows. And he says, disguise. look, I remove my disguise. That's why the eyebrows are coming yeah. off. The grammar is a little strange. Uh, black Hawk knew it all along. They're all in disguise. The Black Hawks were actually disguised as the attacking Germans. So uh, they come in and rescue the camp and leave Captain Levy in charge. Now, the letter... How do they know that he was a spy? CO kick, Commander Cranky Pants. Yeah. Your slip-up came when you wrote this note. That number seven tipped me off when he said 1,700 hours. Mm-hmm. Only Europeans, especially Germans, write seven with that little line running through it. That's a lie. That's how I write sevens. I do too. I'm not German. Or European. 
I don't understand. But, you know, perhaps in the 60s, that was a common thing. Well, I guess when they taught penmanship in schools, <laughs> which they don't do anymore. They don't. So, fine. You know what's hard Black about Hawk being... saves the day. You know what's hard about being left-handed? What? You're always pressing against something. Uh-huh. You're always meeting resistance. And right-handed, I guess you're pulling something. You're pulling away from it. Being right-handed is like a dream of heaven. You must feel so... It's like floating on a cloud. You must feel part of a large community. I do. Do you ever ever feel like you're alone because you're right-handed? No. Because you're part of something larger than yourself. You're part of something as a left-hander. I am? Yes, you're the devil's people. (laughs) Witchcraft is what causes left-handedness. Witchcraft and evil. Well, we did have a Ouija board. You know what? Yes? When I was little, I held my pencil in an odd way. Yes. Like I held it, I used all of my fingers to hold the pencil. And my mother worked for Highlights for Children. And Highlights for Children sold this kind of torture device <laughs> that would force you to hold your pencil in the approved way. You really? And I had to you wear it. You like put your hand through it and everything? Yeah, it was like what a... It, what did those look like? It you? was like a retainer. Like a <laughs> retainer for your hand. Uh-huh. Like one of those around the head retainers. <laughs> Ah, did you have to strap it to your head and back? No, I, but I had to wrap my hand in wire, chicken wire, uh-huh. and force me to use my pencil in the approved way. Did you cry? Yes, of course I tried. It was torture. Are you sure? Are you sure you didn't think it was some cool device? Um, I was an, I was an easy crier in my youth. <laughs> I, I bet you were. <laughs> so, yeah, I had to wear this device in school to force me to use my pencil in the right way. I saw a picture of you posted by your sister on social media of you. That was a pretty sweet picture. It was a sweet picture. And the only time I've ever seen a picture of you with abs. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I hate you. What? Um, that was a pretty sweet cut-off jean shorts and uh, J.J. Walker hat. That was. and, and I'll put that on... Uh, on the social media Errol this week. adorable, didn't she? Well, yeah. I could only look at myself in that picture. I love the picture of you from when you were younger, which you were in that awesome red Nehru jacket with uh-huh. some sunglasses. Yep, yep. Sammy Davis Jr. Nehru jacket. Oh, my God, that was the best. I'll put all of that up on social media. You can always find us on social media at GoGoCheckPod, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, except I always forget to put things on Instagram. You can find us on iTunes. Please rate and review. You can now find us on Stitcher. Just look for Trickered Past. Stitcher? Yeah. Wow. Right? You know what else is on Stitcher? Everything, Everything. we like. Yes. Um, don't forget to rate and review if you like what we do. And even if you don't, just give us a rating anyway. It won't cost you anything. And uh, we'll be back next week. What will we be looking at next week? You know, I don't know. I think it's another army comic. Oh, my God. Well, we might We might invite the players. We could do a romance comic. We did one recently, well, didn't we? We can do whatever we want. It's our show. <laughs> if they don't like it, they don't have to listen. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Uh, no. Happy birthday. Thanks. That's why we're late. It was my birthday yesterday. Yeah. And also, I cut the grass for the first time. Yes, yes, yes. And also, we it just took moved hours packing. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. They don't care they about don't our care. lives. They just no, want I'm us sorry. to entertain them. We will be back on schedule, like a regular schedule next week. Probably. Right. Yeah. Pinky swear. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.